We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Thursday, Thursday, June 9th, and uh, it's getting warmer. It's getting warmer, not necessarily here that much. I think it's like mid 70s today, but next week it'll be in the 90s, and that'll be pain in the ass. Get like a lot of humidity here, so it's gonna be pretty hot, but we like hot for when it comes to baseball, right? Because then the balls start flying out of the yard, hopefully. Hopefully, if you're stacking those teams, so we'll be we'll be talking about uh, today. We got we got an early slate today. We got an early. We got a four game early slate. We got a five game later slate, and uh, and we got a lot of programming for you here on Roto Grinders. So uh, crunch time, uh, which is free, presented by FanDuel all year, uh, will will happen at noon. So right after this show, not on this stream, but on this channel, right after this show at noon, you'll have Raw. You'll have cheese, you'll have key, and they'll be breaking down for the for 35 minutes before lock uh, what's going on on this four-game early slate. And then we have Grinders Live later today and another crunch time for the, the five-game slate later. So uh, uh, a lot of people like, uh, especially when there's an early slate, that when we just build lineups, like I will literally build the lineups that I would normally build for the early slate, like live on the show to show you know, somewhat like the, what the process is. So like, I, it's a good opportunity to do that. It gets me, I'm, I'm going to build 20 lineups, 20 lineups into the $15 large field. It's not that large. It's like 70 to 100 entries, 25K to first on DraftKings. And then i uh, just show you that, walk you through kind of the process of coming up with 20 lineups for that contest, right? What, what considerations do you make? And, you know, a lot of it is just diversification decisions, but uh, we'll go through that. i uh, say good morning, to everyone in the chat, Trey, Supi Singh, Doug Montgomery, Matt Mears, Joe Mack, DFS Goku, Red Psych Sports, Sky City. Sky City says up 3K this month with RG. Finally, I think I have an MLB process. Well, you think you do, and then you go for a month without nothing. So get ready for that. Get ready for that. It's going to be swinging. That's what DFS is in general. You just have to manage your bankroll well. 
and survive for the big hits. That's that that's the life of a GPP player. So like I play for you know two or three days a season. So that's what you're looking for. And on those two or three days, am I getting 20,000, 50,000, 100,000? Or am I only getting 3,000, 5,000, 7,000? And uh, that'll determine my profitability for the entire season, right? That's the way DFS is. But good morning, Swad, Swad fan. Swalf, Swalf Dab from yesterday. I hope uh, he watched all 400 hours of my videos. Good morning, Brian Spurf, Spurf Slags. What kind of names are these, right? I don't mean to make fun, but come on. Make them a little bit more pronounceable. This guy said he says he's ready for the swing. Ready? Get ready. You can play them. You can play DFS perfectly and lose for six months. Who knows? I mean, like realizing your EV is much harder than it looks, but you got you got to build plus EV lineups in order to even get there. Uh, but we have today's slate, and I think I think Cardi, I think the loop on these bat projections is down. Cardi didn't wake up early in the morning. Typically, they update every five minutes, but uh, I have not seen an update. I'm going to reload. Yeah, 1028, because the, the Cincinnati Reds lineup is not as projected. Senzel is not in, and Moran is in. So uh, so we do not have uh, – yeah, we take a look here. Yeah, Senzel, yeah, Senzel is still in there at 3K. And, uh, and the ownership has is, is got to be recalculated as well, because I think he was going to be fairly popular at 3K. Uh, the Reds are like the top team on the slate. We see here 5.31 implied run total. How much higher than everyone else on the slate? So uh, and, and we can't really run lineups. I mean, I can switch over to the plate IQ projections. Even then, we don't have the ownership. So, like, if I if I switch over to the plate IQ projections, the problem is going to come in is that we have Moran at zero percent owned, and uh, at his projection, he'll just show up in every lineup, right? At zero percent owned. I'll either either I'll have to make a manual adjustment. Or I'm just gonna have to wait until these get updated. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope they get updated within the next couple of minutes so I can start running lineups. But uh, I'll always answer questions in the chat, right? Well, we got <coughs> we'll be going today until about 11:45 or so, just to make time for <coughs> the crunch time, guys. <coughs> Eric Johnson says, "Why do you want to play Burns versus the hot Philly team? Are they hot? Are they hot? Are they hot? Are they hot on the trot? Are they pretty?" Are they attractive? Are they hot? Bryce, is Bryce Harper hot? Is he considered hot? Is he a hot guy? I have no idea. I don't care. I don't care about what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter to me. Do you want to play Burn? You want to play one of the best pitchers in baseball against a, a high variance team that the Phillies, the Phillies have a 3.27 implied run total. Second lowest on the slate. The St. Louis, the Cardinals, 3.07. And obviously those are the two pitchers that are going to be the most popular. Burns and McClanahan, 60% ownership. We could see here point per dollar wise, based on the plate IQ projections, you still got Tyler Molly underneath them. Maybe some people may try to play uh, Eflin against Milwaukee or Mikolas against Tampa Bay. I think I'm more likely to play Tampa Bay than play Mikolas on this slate. I think that if he's going to be 20% owned, I think that's an SB2 to attack. Uh, Demetrius Mack, what settings do you use for exposure and randomness? Nothing. Do you use a minimum salary? No. You're, 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 there's no magic settings. You're looking to build plus CV lineups. I'll show you. Don't worry about it. There's no magic settings. Okay. Don't worry about settings whatsoever. People get to, oh, I do. What settings do I put in and then press a button and they're my lineups? That's, if you're doing that, that's why you're donating. I would say more than 90% of people that use optimizers or lineup builders are using them incorrectly. And there's an edge because I know how people misuse optimizers. So it's sometimes easy to tell like what pitchers or what one-offs and what teams could possibly be over-owned, what constructions could be over-owned just based on that. There's a $2,200 leadoff hitter. We can take a look here. I'm assuming Terry Friedel at 2,400 leading off for the Reds with the highest implied run total is going to be a very popular one-off. And a lot of, if you're not playing Cincinnati stats, you're probably going to get a bunch of Friedel. And if you are playing Cincinnati Stacks, you're probably getting Friedel plus four, right? He's probably part of that. So I think Friedel's, Friedel's ownership is going to be in very inflated, just based on his price and his batting order and everything. Colin Moran may be lower because he, he got replaced Senzel. So 
just like now, we're just waiting for that update here. Well, that, that's an MMA slight. Like some people, like whenever there's like late change to a lineup that wasn't projected, a lot of times they go a little bit under on. It depends when people are building lineups. Okay, it looks like, okay, plate IQ projections have been updated. When do you build lineups? Are you using ceiling versus fantasy parts? Larger field, ceiling, smaller field points. Neither. Doesn't matter. Does not matter either way. That most of, that most of these projections are close to normally distributive, so it's not going to change much. You're still worried about things that don't matter. Okay? You're looking to build lineups for the field size that you're playing that have the right balance of projection and ownership. That is it. Okay. That's it. That's it. Simplify. You're worried about two. Anything else is just diversification. So if like, oh, how much of a stack, how much of a player, how much of a, that's, I mean, you can build 20, I can build 20 raise lineups for today's slide if I wanted to. But I mean, I could find plus EV lineups with the Cardinals. I could play. I could find plus EV lineups with stacks of any team on the slate, or any player on the slate, or any pitcher on the slate. The difference is is that there probably aren't as many Cardinals plus EV lineups. There's probably more Cincinnati plus EV lineups. It doesn't mean doesn't mean you have to play just because there's a lot more available. Doesn't mean you have to play twenty of them. Doesn't mean you have to play ten of them. Doesn't have to mean you play any of them. That's a, that's a diversification issue. As long as you're playing 20 plus CV lineups, you're fine. And just do that forever. I prefer to play in a little bit lower variance way and a little bit, little bit more balanced. Sometimes I don't mind on these smaller slates. Like I could see myself not playing any Cincinnati five-man stacks. So I think they're going to be over-owned. I think based on, we take a look at uh, the stack value. Right, DraftKings top MLB stacks and stack values team smash percentage, which has not been updated with that Cincinnati lineup. You can take a look at the chances are using the plate IQ projections, the team smashes, right? How what percentage of time and what percent they're owned. So like Cincinnati, 17%, but they'll be owned to 23% on average. So you see here the difference, right? So you see Milwaukee and Cincinnati seem to be over-owned. Doesn't mean they can't get there. Doesn't mean they're just like for, for their ownership. They're negative leverage on average. Doesn't mean you can't build Cincinnati lineups. You just have to find leverage elsewhere. So I'd be more inclined to build more Tampa Bay lineups, right? Because positive leverage, 13% chance of smashing, 8% ownership. I mean, the ownership has not been updated, but if you, if you, to just to read this chart, I'm just showing you what that means. The White Sox look to be what, the highest smashed, second highest owned, but actually slightly under owned. So maybe I play a little bit more of the White Sox, but I don't know. But yeah, Philly's at the bottom. But yeah, if you're going to stack against McClanahan or Burns, you're going to have positive leverage. But, I mean, just understand the chances of they have the two lowest chances. Now, out of 20 lineups, maybe I play maybe I play one Cardinal stack. Maybe I play one Philly stack. Yeah, I can play 20 Philly stacks. I mean, you could find 20 Phillies plus EV lineups. Just understand when the average result is Corbin Burns going out, doing, doing pretty well. The Phillies score maybe two runs, and then all your 20 lineups, they're, they're not going to cash. If Burns gets lit up, you have 20 shots at 25K in that contest. So what are the swings are you are you willing to take? And that's where diversification comes in. And that's that's really up to you. Let's see. Can we get can we get? I'm looking through the back channel. Okay. Cardi says he's checking it out. Okay, so I'd I'd love to be able to use the bat projections with updated ownership. We don't have the updated ownership. Let me tell you, if you don't have the updated ownership, Colin Moran is going to be in like, it's going to show, he's going to show up in 300 lines. And you could tell here, right? I could just sort by point per dollar. It still has Senzel in there. But like, look, Friedel, like anyone that shows up this high, like this, people end up using as one of us. Like I see Adam Engel 
Josh Harrison, right? These White Sox guys, DJ Friedel, maybe not Kane as much. Vidal Brujan of Tampa Bay, he's batting ninth, but second base and shortstop eligible. We take a look at, uh, you know, just position by position. Right, people pay up. You got Danny Mendick if he leads off, right? Second base and shortstop, leading off for the White Sox. Not a very good raw projection. Not even that great of a point per dollar projection, but second base seems like shortstop is a, outside of maybe Turner and Adamas, not, uh, not a good position today. So if you're going to pay down, why not play for the, the leadoff hitter? Against who? Tyler Anderson? Okay, we're getting a lineup in for the, for the White Sox. Okay, so let's see how, how different that is. Mendick, Vaughn, Robert, Abreu, Berger, Pollock, Grandal, Engel, Harrison. So no Mancata. We still have Engel in there. We still have Grandal in there. So essentially, who's out for Mancata? Berger for Mancata. That's pretty much it. And of course, Berger's batting fifth and knocking kind of all these guys down a little. Okay, so there's only one guy in the lineup that's not. Right? Burger for Moncada. Okay. Just so if I have to do any manual adjustments, it just makes it easier for me. Okay, so we're still waiting on the Brewers lineup. We're still waiting on the Dodgers lineup. So maybe maybe the, the 20 lineups we build in the next half an hour may not be exactly what they look like when I do enter them. Because I'll still have to swap. I still I want I want to get I want to get this this the Cincinnati lineup in here waiting for the update are we getting that no we still have not got it so I, I'll just have to manually change it we're gonna start building I, I need to manually change this stuff so I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna make something up even so we go to Cincinnati. I'm going to get rid of Senzel. I'm going to go to hide unprojected so I can get Colin Moran. Add him. No, no, no. Add, add, uh, add, add 10% ownership. Let's just put that in just so he shows up. Five points just so he shows up. Turn off hide unprojected. We got that. Okay, now I'm going to go over the plate IQ projections and see what because those projections are updated with Moran, just not with the ownership. 8.23 in the plate IQ and source value zero. Yeah, he's not going to be 0% owned. I don't care about the ceiling really, but whatever. Let's put him at 10%. Is there any other first? Oh, because Vado's there also. So Vado's going to suck up a lot of that ownership at first base, and they're both only first base eligible. So I'll just put in 10 just for the hell of it. I don't know if it's going to be 10, but I need a, I need a number there. Right? In order to start building lineups, I need these numbers. Let's go to, let's go to the White Sox. And let's kind of do the same thing. Mancada's out. Let's go to Hide Unprojected. Let's get Berger in there. Let's just put five and five just so we have so he comes up. What is Moncada's? Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use Moncada's projection. Probably should be a little bit lower, right? Burger's 3K, Moncada. Okay, let's just let's just call it seven. Seven point two ownership bait. Is that good? Are we giving him too big of a projection? No, that's that seems pretty good. Uh, put seven, seven. I say, well, this, this looks pretty good. Yeah, should he should he have a higher projection than Mendick? Should he have a higher projection than maybe not as high as Moncada? Yeah, let, let's put him at at seven, seven and eight, seven, seven and seven projection, eight percent ownership. Let's just do that. They get rid of Moncada. Okay. Now, obviously, if this gets updated, I could just. I could just refresh it with the, the, the real numbers, but it's close enough. So refresh this, but I need numbers in there in order to, in order to build lines. And you can't just have zeros because then they're never going to show up. 
Let's go to the back to the back projections, which still have not been updated. Just want to make sure we get we get every if, if all these lineups are incorrectly. Cincinnati. Okay. Where's Col Where's Colin Moran? Where did he go? Did me switching over got rid of his projection? Yeah, it did. Bring that back in. Moran. And I have to go back and add burger now. Again. No, burger's there. Burger's fine. We got we got the burgers. The burgers are good. Okay, so now let's start building lineups. Okay, so I have 300 lineups. Some amount of diversification, right? I'm going to be building for a four-game slate. I'm going to take a look at five, just straight-up five-man stacks. Five-man stacks and three one-offs, okay? Now, I don't mind getting a whole bunch of stuff, but based on our, where are we going? Based on our smash percentage tool, looks like Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, and Arizona a little overowned. Cincinnati and Milwaukee are overowned, and Arizona is slightly overowned. So maybe I don't want to see as many of those types of lineups. So maybe I max out five man stacks of those teams to 10%, maybe 8%, something like that. Maybe 8%, 8% Milwaukee. Okay, which means I'll probably get a little bit more Eflin, a little bit more Davis. I don't know if how much of Davis I'm going to get. Maybe Arizona eight as well how much of how much of burn how much of phillies and cardinals to get probably not much either i got 40 percent left for all these other teams one two three for three other teams so 60 so let's just do split that split that evenly 20 20 20 that's equals 100 right up over there i want to give it a little bit more leeway 22, 22, 22, right? A 106. Or maybe I just maybe I just give the Tampa Bay ones. How does how does uh Los Angeles rate out? Well, that's in the snack tool. LAD, a little, little bit, a little bit under owned. Then we have White Sox is a little bit under also, but they're the much higher smash percentage. So I'm going to raise, I'll go LAD 16, Tampa Bay and the White Sox 24, just to get a little bit over 100. So it gives, them, it gives the optimizer a little bit of a leeway in order to build five-man stack lines. Now, remember, I'm making 300 lineups. This is not going to be the distribution of what I'm getting the 20 lineups. In. This is just so I could look at lineups. And I want to look at more Tampa Bay lineups, more Dodgers lineups, more White Sox lineups. And I don't mind. Look, I, I don't, let's see. Maybe I don't play any of these Reds lines. Maybe, I don't know. Okay, so now I'm going to build some level of diversification. I don't want to play 20. I don't necessarily, diversification-wise, Play 20 lineups that look like each other. Okay. I don't mind the minimum. I don't care what the minimum salary is. 45,000 for all I care. I'm probably, it's probably not going to end up being that low, being that I'm playing one-offs. And then, okay, let's see what comes. These running exposure percentages try to get a little bit, a little bit of diversification just in my 300 set to choose from. I could use randomness. It doesn't matter. So I'm not playing all 300 lines. So I'm just going to build based on that. Let's make sure we get everything. Everything equals everything. 5X, 100%, all of this, right? Let's refresh this one more time just in case the projections were updated. No, I'm not running 5-3 stacks. I'm, finding, I'm running 5-1-1-1 one, one, one stacks. It's a four-game slate, and I'm playing a large field contest. Like five three, I'd be more likely on a four game slate to run a single entry, smaller stuff. But most likely, like the likelihood of one team going off is a little bit lower. And I'd rather have the one offs. You know, the, the, the game that's only three to nothing, there's one guy that hit two home runs. Like the stack's not going to win, but you're going to need that one off, especially 
when it's only a four-game slate. So everyone's going to be owned to some extent. Now I could look at other, I could look at others, I could look at all, all these others also. And a lot of times I would. A lot of times I'll okay, let me take a look at some of these, some of those, some of the there's only so much time. So I'm just defaulting to 5x right now. For the sake of this show, especially. So I'm gonna build. And remember, look, I put in a just a, I manually put in a Colin Moran and a Jake Berger projection. Now, obviously, the slate doesn't start until what 1235. We got another hour and 10 minutes or so. Like it probably gets updated by then. So I don't need I don't need the fake numbers. But there's no point about just sitting, we're just gonna sit here and stare at each other until that gets updated. No. I'll put I'll put in a manual. Close enough numbers, just so I could run stuff. Most likely, it's not going to be that off. Oh, I put in 10% on for Colin Moran, and he puts 14% on. Is the 4% going to matter that much? Probably not. What would you run on FanDuel on a small game slate? Probably four, four something. Probably not four, four on a large, on a large contest. It's just that the likelihood of the one-offs it's quite likely in four games that none of the teams, like the highest scoring team only has five runs. So you're going to be more likely to have like very fractured fractured winning lineups. So on FanDuel, it would be more likely to run 4-2-1-1 or something like that. Probably I'd still run a four-man stack, but I wouldn't put it, put it past you to just run a four-man stack and just four, four X. That may be fun. If you want a little bit more correlation, I think four three one. So it gives you that one one off, and you still you're still stacking two teams. But you could find you could find plus EV lineups of any construction type. What would you run? I would run plus EV lineups. There are going to be plus EV lineups on Fandle that are two two one one one. There are going to be four four lineups that are plus EV. There are three three lineups that are plus. There all every construction type. There are plus EV lineups. There's no such thing as choosing just one. If you notice in, in top players, when they play 150 lineups, then, oh, it's not all 5-3. It's all a mess of uh, all different types of constructions. Okay, so taking a look here. What comes up? Okay, we capped a whole bunch of stuff. And now we're going to start looking through it. Okay. Very similar to what we did yesterday. We This is a large field contest. I don't want high-owned lineups. But I also don't want low projected lines. So let's take a look at based on the bad X projections, what like what's the optimal lineup, even without a stack. Right? It's gonna calculate it right here. 108 as a projection and 306 at ownership. So like 291 is a little too owned, right? This is you know, it's a red stack. I mean, I have to expect that these red stacks are gonna be high owned. So I'm gonna go into stack summary, right? And I'm gonna go to each individual stack. And I'm going to get rid of high own line, like high own lineups. Like I could do that for the main thing right here. So before we do that, okay. So these 291 seems way too hot, close to 306. These these are very chalky lineups. So let's go to sort by ownership and get rid of some of these towards the top. Okay, 335. Like this is even higher than that. Like I don't want to play lineups with this high ownership. All right, so I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to get rid of 332. I'm, pre- I'm pretty much, I could get rid of anything down to maybe even 250. Right, so let's do, let's, let's, let's do this quicker, right? Because we don't have that much time. So I'm going to go total ownership low to high. Then I'll be able to cut it off at the bottom. Right, so now we're getting down to 131 up here. Okay, so we're, we're going to find a cutoff somewhere. To get rid of some of these high-owned lines. Okay, so he's 298. Yeah, they're mostly Cincinnati stacks, and here's some White Sox. 293. There's more White Sox and Varsho and Marte, White Sox, Reds. Get rid of some of these. Let's get rid of anything two under under 280. Let's set that as the two. Okay, so here. So we're gonna get rid of anything 279.83. We may get rid of those also, but Delete all lineups below. These lineups are too high owned. 
They don't have enough leverage on average. So what are we, what are we down to? We got rid of all those. Scroll all the way back up. Right, we're down to uh, 244 lineups. Okay, and now we're going to do total uh, projection low to high or high, high to low. Total projection. Okay, so the optimal is 108. Okay, on a four-game slate, like anything but two solo home runs, a 28. Like if something projects at under 90, maybe get rid of those. So let's see. Let's take a look at these projections. Do we have any lineups? What's the lowest lineup that we have? 93. Okay, that isn't even that bad. 93. 93. That's 108. I mean, get rid of me. We really don't have to get rid of maybe... Let's cut it off at 96, just as an example. I'm not even sure you have to get rid of these on a four-game slate. If this was like a 12-game slate, then I'd start to get rid of some of these lineups. Okay, so here's 96. So we get rid of the lowest projected lineups in our set. Delete all lineups below and the lineup that this is. So we have that nice balance of projection and ownership, right, in that range. We still have tons of lineups, right? So we still have 227 lineups because we're trying to get down to 20, okay? So now I'm going to go into each individual stack. Like we see, we don't have that many. And eliminate the lineups that are higher owned than their projection. So like as you scroll down, I showed this yesterday, you probably, you don't want to play, a, choosing between lineups, if the, if the lineup is lower projected, it should also be lower owned. So here's 202 right here, 202, 159. 158, 192. So like if you had to choose between these two lineups, they're almost the same projection, but this one is, you know, 40% higher own. So no, we're not going to play that one, right? Not going to play this line, not that line. Okay, so we, it doesn't mean we're going to play any of these three lineups either, but it's easier to go stack by stack. So we're going to do that. So 278, 265, 255. Some of these are too high owned as it is. We're playing large field contests. So let's, let's go back into here. I don't mind 202, but these Cincinnati stacks are just, they're so high owned. Here, and they have McClanahan and Burns in it as well. Is there ones that don't have, don't have those two pictures in it? Michaelis and Burns down to 231. Okay, that, that's a little bit better. 259. All these have McClanahan, Burns, and the Reds. That's like stone chalk. Maybe I get rid of them. I just uh, screw it. I'm deciding. I, I have to cut this down to 20. I don't want the two chalk pictures and a Reds five-man stack. So I'm just getting rid of them. Just from leverage. I have all the choices of all these lineups. I, why, why am I going to play these? Right? Nicholas Burns. I mean, I could leave this here. I could. Right? There's one lineup I could. Okay. Maybe, maybe I could play that one. Get rid of these. Right? Okay. There. We're down to that. And then the St. Louis lineups, right? Obviously, I'm not going to be playing uh, McClanahan in these lineups. Okay, these are fine. Then we go to Phillies, okay? Against Burns, okay? We got 179, 193. Get rid of that. 179, 168, 159. This is too high. 152, 159, too high. 137 is fine. 182, too high. This is too high because we have to beat 137. So we can get rid of anything that we see. That's 137. Okay, so we got the Phillies lineups done. Now we go to the Brewers. 262. Should we even be playing this lineup? Is this too high? 262, 271. Yeah, let's start eliminating some of these lineups. 260, 247 which is a 5-3, McClanahan, Burns, Milwaukee, 5-3. Is that even too much? Maybe get rid of that also, yeah. 231. Okay, this may not be as bad. Yeah, because loop load's coming up at 0%, so that's, that's, that, that's going to be an issue. I'm assuming we're going to get a bunch of loop load at 8.36 because of that. Okay, so 231. Let's see if we can beat 231. So we start getting rid of some of these lineups. 231. We got to be 231. Okay, 229. We got 229 here. 
That's can we be 229, 227. Now can we be 227? Curtailing the trimming those lineups. Now we're down to Arizona, 256. I mean, some of these lineups are still I find to be too high owned. Get rid of this, get rid of this. 233 with Brujan as a one-off with Burns and it's just oh, even these. Yeah, let's start going. Let's let's start even getting rid of some of these. These may be too high owned also. So 233. We're just go looking at all of them now. 233, two. Let's just get rid of anything. I'm just let's get rid of anything that's 220 and below, two, 200. Projected ownership, low to high. I don't mind having ultra leverage. I don't mind. So here's 200. 210, 220. Let's, let's 220. Let's cut it off at 220. We don't have that many lineups anymore because after that, right? Let's say we cut it off at 220. You don't like, I mean, what do we now? We, we got rid of a lot of lineups now, right? A good amount of lineups, right? Now we're down to 67. Okay, now we're talking, Okay. So basically, we're, all we got is Dodgers, Rays, Phillies, and the Cardinals. We kind of got rid of the White Sox there, right? Well, White Sox are going to be pretty chalky. I don't mind this that much. Okay, I don't mind. Let's see. What, what, is, what is our player exposures on the pitchers? We still got tons of Shane McClanahan, right? McClanahan, Burns, Nicholas, Molly, F. Okay, we're still... Still fine. Any 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 positional players that we just have like an absurd amount of you trade term essentially. So a lot of the a lot of the Dodgers. I don't mind that. Okay, doesn't mean I'm going to add twenty lineups. It doesn't mean I'm playing twenty Dodgers lineups. But I just want to see what we got. But these should be fine. And let's let's just use all of them instead of going stack by stack and just getting rid of just like we did before. Getting rid of the lineups that are too high owned for their projection. Uh, 212, 217. Okay, so we have to beat 212 now. 201. 201, 195. We have to beat 195. I hope there's enough lineups. <laughs> 195. I need to, I may need to make another run. Okay, so we've got 212, 201, 195, 210. 195 is another 195. Oh, it's a little bit lower, so that counts. 195, 190. So what we're doing here is as the projection goes down, the ownership should go down also. We've given the choice between playing two lineups. You can build 7 million lineups and do this. I mean, you build two uniques per, one unique per. You could find tons of lineups. Okay, now we, we finally got a Dodgers lineup. Let's just make sure it's the right lineup. Okay, the Dodgers just came in. Betts, Freeman, Turner, Smith, Muncie. Okay, they're switched in the order. Turner, Bellinger, Lux, Barnes. So Smith is going to be the DH. So Chris Taylor is not in the lineup. Barnes is in the lineup. Okay. Does that matter? I just have to make sure we don't have out of these lineups. Do we have any Chris Taylor in these lineups? Here's Chris Taylor. We got to just automatically get rid of those. I'm probably going to end up running this again after we, we're done with the show, but I'm just showing you the process. Okay. So get rid of these because we obviously can't play those. Right. And Austin Barnes is not, not in the pool. We would end up with some Austin Barnes lines. But now that we've gotten rid of those, so we got, okay, 212, 195, 190, 186, 165, 218 is too much. We have to beat 165. Yeah, I think I'm going to run out of lines. 165. Do we have anything under 165 here before I just start clicking everywhere? 168. 159. We got a 159 down there. 165. Let's get to that 159 lineup. 
Okay, 159 and that, that may, okay, 152, 137. We beat one third. Okay, we ran out of lineups. So we've got eight lineups. Here's some eight lineups. If I was playing eight lineups, these would be the eight lineups. I mean, take a look here. It's basically five Dodger stacks and five, three Philly stacks, right? Seems like maybe Tampa Bay, maybe is slightly, not as, not as highly projected in the bat as anything else. But that's kind of like the process. Now, if you don't want to play five Dodgers, three Phillies out of eight lineups, you could have gone stack by stack. See, I went through the whole thing. But you could go stack by stack. You go, well, instead of just doing like all 300 lineups, just go, okay, let me look at the projection versus ownership for just the Philly stacks and just the Cardinal stacks and just the Dodger stacks and eliminate all the lineups in between there. And then maybe... Out of 20, I want to play two of them. Let's say there's four left. Well, pick two out of the four. There you go. Right? You may have the Dodgers. You may have, oh, I, I have 36 Dodgers lineups, but I only want to play six of them. Well, then pick six. Then eliminate the ones in the middle, projection versus ownership, and then pick the six you want to play. And maybe there's a diversification rate. Oh, let me pick the six that don't have the same two pitchers in it all. Okay, you could do that. And there you go. Like you see here, like, there's no magic settings. I didn't, I didn't use to, I didn't build 20 lineups. You did, you, did you see me put in any max exposures anywhere? You see me talking about exposures at all? No. Now, if there was an issue where I was getting 86% of T-type, whatever Friedel dude in my 300 lineups, maybe I'd be like, okay, maybe I cap it. At some number, I don't want to play more than X of that person. So I just don't get as many lineups to choose from, from that person. I could still end up with 20 TJ Friedel lineups, but at least from the get-go, I'm not getting like 300 lineups and 270 of them have him in it. So it's almost, it's nearly impossible to not get a lot. Scorpion McScorp says, can Excel do this for you? It would save a bunch of time. Yes, it can. It absolutely can. You could do this in Excel. You can make it that it spits out 300 lineups. You throw it in Excel. It calculates, you know, the, 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 the total ownership and the total projection. And then you go, you make it into a list format and you go when one number is this high, one number is that high and get rid of, eliminate the rows that are, you know, or at least put an X. I do, I have a way to do it. So it's manual. It's not that great. It'll highlight the ones that, that you should keep, essentially. And there you go. But that'll do it in one sheet. And if you want to do it team by team, it gets complicated. To me, at least, it gets complicated. I'm not an Excel wizard. On a scale of like one to 10 in Excel, I'm like a three. Okay, I'm not very good. James McCool, he's like a nine. He could do, he could do everything. Me, I, I, have to, I have to piecemeal stuff together. I have to Google stuff. How do I do this? And I hack through it. And I end up doing it some long way. And then someone shows me, you know, you could just do this with, it shows me like four line function and a little thing and press a button. I go, Jesus, how do, how do you did that? I took, took, me, took me 17 hours to come up the way that I do it. That involves me having to cut and paste 14 different things all the time. But no, I could do it automatically. Oh, you could do this and pull that and then, okay, okay. I'm, 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 not, that, I'm not that skilled. But the process is similar. Like you don't like I did I did I did I did I look through stats here? Was I what what's the guy's K rate? What's his ISO? I have no clue. I'm trusting the model. It's a projection system. The ownership's here. Now, if you want to change the ownership, change the ownership. If you want to change any of these numbers before, and I don't believe that this guy should be projected and changing. As once you have numbers on players, you don't need the players anymore. You just need the numbers and the lineups. So let's say, let's say, uh, even though you could sign up for Roto Grinders Premium, right? Use the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. You'll get the plate IQ projections and the ownership. But I mean, if you don't like our ownership, you could use another site's ownership. You could use your own ownership. You could, you could plug it, plug in your own projections. You could aggregate. Like we have this, this tool where if you want to upload other sites' projections and use our lineup builder, go for it. You could aggregate them together, right? I could, I could say, I oh, the bad projections with the polite IQ projections and come up with an entirely 
new set of set of projections for myself. You could weight the ownership and the player projections separately. So let's say you let's say for instance you all subscribe to some other site or you make your own, and you're like, well, like I want to I want to weigh their their projections twenty percent for the player projections, but I want to weigh their ownership fifty percent, right? Because maybe you prefer their ownership. Who knows? You could do that in the lineup HQ. So if you wanted to, this is a tool, even if you're not using our projections or you just disagree. You go look at our, like you could just easily look and go, well, I don't think Corbin Burns is going to be 60% owned. I think they're going to be 55%. Owned. Well, then change it. You probably have to move that 5%. If you're taking away 5% from someone, you probably have to give 5% to someone else or at least in total to some of these other guys, right? If I change 60 down to 50 and 10 points, I need to add 10 points. Give one to Davis, give two to Anderson, give three to DC. You know, you have to do something. I mean, that would make it equal the right amount. Should equal 200%. So you could do that. But once you got the numbers, then it's just a matter of building lineups. Building lineups versus projection versus ownership. In a perfect world, it would be product ownership, not necessarily ownership sum, but either is, is not perfect. But if you do it by ownership sum, you're, you're, you're bluntly using that concept. What's the projection? What's the total ownership? Right? I don't want to build lineups that are way too high owned, and I don't want to build lineups that are way too low projected. So what's that balance? Right? I want to have lineups that are in the middle. And depending on the size of the contest, smaller field contest, 200-man contest, that range is closer to the top, right? How much leverage do you need to win a 200-man contest? Not as much. So you're more likely to focus towards the top. You don't want to play the highest owned lineups, but even even in that range towards the the mid to the bottom for large field, you don't need to even play those lineups. Kind of focus a little bit more on projection. And then the large field stuff, you do the opposite. Right. I'd rather I'd rather sacrifice ownership. Right. I'd rather play a lineup that's 10 points lower projected than end up playing a lineup that is way too high owned. So that's for larger field contests. And there you go. Welcome to DFS. That's the that's the fundamental concept of DFS for GPPs, at least. Right. So those types of concepts. I teach you in the theory of daily fantasy sports. It's a 15 hour audio DFS masterclass of mine, you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. How to think like a professional DFS player. And this is how this is how professionals think. Like the nerdy people think. And do you need to do you need to know do you need to know advanced formulas for this? Look at what I just did. Okay. You could you could do just that. Right? There's going to be tons of lineups to choose from. You, I, I could do this. You could do this. We could come up with 20 completely different lineups that if we ran a million times would end up being about as profitable, even though they look different. But are your lineups too high owned or too low projected? Then they're going to start, then, then they're going to be negative. Even. So what is that balance? Is there, exa- is there an exact number on that? No, of course not. Every slate's going to be different. Can you bluntly get in that range? Yeah, that you do just like what I showed. Look, I scrolled through and I said, oh, these lineups, these lineups at 260% still don't, still look too chalky. Was there any scientific methodology behind that other than me looking at it and going, eh, I have 20 lineups to choose from and I'm going to side more towards the level of stuff. You could still play those lines. You could still play those lines. You could still do that. I made an arbitrary decision. There you go. But it's on that blunt concept of projection versus ownership. What is that mix? And once you, once you have the numbers for everyone, then you don't have to worry about the baseball. You don't have to worry about baseball anymore. Right? I could try building four, three, one lineups and see what those like. I could 20 lineups. I want to build five, four, three, ones. I want to build five, five, threes. You could do that. Do different builds. Run 300 lineups of each of those constructions and put them all together. You could do that. You could try doing it all in, all at once. It's a little bit more difficult, but you could do that as well. 
then pick the 20 that you want. Pick the three that you want. Pick the five, whatever amount of, month, amount of lineups that you're playing. Most likely, if you're playing 150 max, you're kind of doing it. A, it's hard to do it by just picking lineups. But if you're only if you're playing 20 or less, like you should be doing it this way and just picking the 20 you want to play. So we got crunch time coming up at noon. It's coming up in 12 minutes, right? On this channel, hit that notification bell. You'll know when it goes live, right? On right on YouTube. We got Grinders Live later today, another crunch time. We've got tons of stuff going on today. I'll be recording the MMA Ground and Pound podcast later today. That'll be coming out for premium members. We got MMA stuff. Get that combo premium subscription. You get everything. You get all this stuff. You get the look how powerful this tool is, lineup HQ. Click on the description. You get everything. You get the MLB, NFL, NBA, every everything that we come out with, other than NASCAR. Get all of that. For one, one shit, to me, it's way underpriced. Good luck trying to build lineup HQ yourself. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're not going to be able to do it, and it's going to take you a year working 40 hours, 40 hour weeks, or even come close to this. So just pay the money. So crunch time's coming up next. Hit, hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. Uh, Scorpion's asking about MMA tomorrow. Yes, that, that Fridays are MMA only, right? So if you want MMA strategy, that's tomorrow. Obviously, I'm doing the podcast and the premium stuff, the expert survey for MMA as well. That's behind the paywall. But yes, we'll be talking about MMA tomorrow on the show and answering your DFS strategy questions like I always do on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. 